In today's Greenlight episode, I will speak with Miles Braxton of Goldman Sachs Renewable Power Group about his exciting new initiative, Black Oak Collective, which brings together and advocates for Black and Indigenous people of color working in sustainability for networking, mentorship, job opportunities, education, and more. Miles was awarded the Leadership in Green Power Education Award from the EPA and CRS and the JEDI Champion Award from CELI for his efforts in diversifying the clean energy candidate pool. Black Oak Collective is the latest addition to these successful efforts. Thanks for tuning into The Green Light. Now let's dive in. I'm Catherine McLean, CEO of Dylan Green, and today I have with me Miles Braxton. Welcome, Miles. Thanks for having me, Catherine. Really excited. So Miles is an analyst at Goldman Sachs, the renewable power group there, and he's also the co-founder of Black Oak, which he's going to tell us about a little bit later. So introduce yourself, Miles. Tell us about your career to date. Yeah, you know, it's definitely felt longer than a two, two and a half year journey for sure. But yeah, I'm Miles Braxton. I graduated from University of Virginia in 2018 uh, with the Bachelor's of Science in Environmental Science. Started my career clean energy, knew I wanted to get involved early on, you know, transitioned from my first job to a developer based out of DC called Soul Systems, an analyst and associate there with the business development team, and now working on Black Oaks initiatives and and balancing that with my full-time job at at Goldman Sachs. So I want to talk about your career journey to date, because you've given some really interesting stats on LinkedIn, and you've been very vocal about how hard it was for you to get into the industry and how you're really trying to help people your age get into this space. Tell us a bit about that and how you're trying to help these folks. Yeah, so we've always been kind of advocates of getting more people who look like me, people of color, um, black people into sustainability fields, environmental fields, especially clean energy with kind of the momentum we have politically right now. I think there's just a lot of lot more opportunity than there was two years ago when I was trying to break into the industry. I was very fortunate to have a lot of internships, you know, albeit unpaid throughout my college career and really got me experience within the field and started off as a fellow making $15 an hour but you know, knew that you know, hopefully that it would pay off in the long run. And just given the kind of trajectory of the industry itself, I think it will. But no, very adamant about getting more BIPOC candidates, at least in, in candidate pools of corporate organizations who are centered around environmental fields, because we look past the bottom line at what climate or who climate change is first indirectly affecting. Typically, it's low to moderate income and people of color. So I think people who look like me should have a stake in in our environmental future as well. Is that what Black Oak is? Yeah, so Black Oak Collective, it's a collective of professional and advocates in environmental fields, of Black professionals and advocates in environmental fields. And we do a few things. Um, First of all, it stands as a networking opportunity just for, there are not a lot of us in environmental fields. So every chance we have, whether that's across sectors, whether it's someone working in clean energy insurance or finance and someone who's on, on the development front of, or, you know, doing ESG sort data collection stuff, you know, we we want to foster collaboration between those groups because we think that that's only going to add value to other professionals in different, I guess, subsectors of the environment. So that's first of all. And then, you know, we also work with 
corporate groups, different solar developers across the DMV area, different, whether it's clean energy finance or I guess different subsectors of the environment, conservation, ocean conservation, things like that, and work with them to diversify their candidate pools by hosting recruiting events for their organization, Mm -hmm. panels where their employees get to speak to our members about what what is the Virginia Conservation Network, who we're happy to partner with as our first partner, which is exciting. So, you know, things like that. And really, we just want to get more exposure to our members and Black professionals, young professionals seeking to break into the field. I, I think that sounds like a great initiative. And I just want to go back quickly to kind of what brought that about for you, what your career journey was like. You have been vocal about things like working with recruiters, applying for jobs, not getting feedback. Like, can you talk a little bit more about that experience? Yeah, sure. It was it was definitely a rough patch for me coming out of college in 2018. I applied for a lot of positions. I think it, it was coming up until I was graduating. I think it was like May 21st. And still didn't really know what I was doing after after college. Between probably November of 2017 and graduation, I had applied for 72 different positions and had only heard back from about 12 of those. Wow. Uh, so just kind of getting to may kind of throughout those like seven months is just like oh my gosh like i'm not i'm gonna be unemployed you know worked really hard for this degree but what do i really have to show for it if i don't have a job and a lot of my colleagues who are on the engineering side and computer science they're getting these six-figure offers like right in their sophomore junior years yeah yeah um, so it was just really stressful dealing with that. And I think I only had, out of the 12 that actually replied, I I was only given about four interviews. And at that point, I said that I know that clean energy is something that I want to get more experience in. So I'm willing to either do like an internship or fellowship, but I did not have an an initial full-time job coming out of college. And that was definitely humbling for me, but also allowed me to, to share that message with everybody else. Like, hey, doesn't always work. The ideal scenario is you have a, you know what you're going to do after graduation, but there is a route and just kind of sticking what you're interested in, building your skill sets and and being able to relay those to the next opportunity. And that was humbling for me, but it was definitely an opportunity. So out of the 72 places that I applied, I had two job offers and they were both coming in around $15 an hour. I was, I was living with my mom at the time and in commuting to Herndon, Virginia from Prince George's County. So it was like an hour and a half commute to and then an hour and a half back and kept that up for about six or seven months or so before starting at Soul System. So yeah, it was definitely a journey. I just think though it's so important for people like your age, like younger people. And this is like another reason why I really wanted to do this. It's not just focus on like senior leaders, but focus on these like up and coming junior leaders that are really trying to help others in their age range to get into this space. And it just shows you that with like grit and resilience, you can make it happen. Tell me, what made you decide to get into clean energy in general? Yeah, great question. 
I talk about this a lot in interviews like this, but I was really fortunate to have some good mentors. Starting off in high school, my math teacher, who was my math teacher from my sophomore year in high school to my senior year, was just fantastic. He had bought a Chevy Volt in like 2011, which was revolutionary at the time, being kind of one of the first commercial EVs. And every day he would come in the classroom and write a tick on the board for every day he didn't have to purchase gas. And Ah. (laughs) the end of the first quarter, like there was a whole part of the chalkboard he couldn't use because it was just full of tick marks. And I was like, okay, this is pretty interesting, not from a sustainability standpoint, but just from a cost savings standpoint. So we started talking about that and me and one of my close friends, William, would stay back after school and calculate, okay, if there were 50,000 Mr. Stevens on the planet, you know, what would the (laughs) carbon outlook look like in in 2050? So those were things that I was fortunate to have mentors that kind of planted those seeds early on Mm -hmm. and things that I was starting to think about. So when I got to college and saw that, oh, clean energy is actually a thing, there are professors here at UVA studying photovoltaics and was fortunate to have a chance to be in, in the father of photonics lab, Dr. Mugupta at UVA and worked in his lab building perovskite solar cells for about six months. So I thought I wanted to work in a lab, but after that experience, I, I didn't think it was for me. But no, I've just had some really good mentors and experience and experts who have really shed a lot of light in the field. And it's a win-win too, because you can always get involved with something you're passionate about, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's helping others directly. And, you know, I saw this as a mix to not only like have an actual career, but to the ethical impacts of clean energy just really stood out to me and bringing cheaper energy and the cost implications as well, being cheaper energy to households, to LMI households, to underrepresented minorities as well. So that's something that really stood out to me. Are there any organizations that you currently see within clean energy that are doing a lot specifically around diversity, equity, inclusion, justice? Yeah, I think there are, especially kind of given the summer we had last year with Black Lives Matter protests and demand for equality, not only, you know, as Americans, but in the, in the workplace. I think we've seen a big shift in building out committees that are dedicated in revamping committees that are, are dedicated to these issues to make sure that like, hey, there's a budget for this or not only recruiting and making sure we're getting the right candidates, but also sponsoring different organizations like the NAACP, the United Negro College Fund, different things like that. I think uh, companies are doing a much better job of building a responsibility a task force that is given that responsibility. And one that stands out to me that I had the chance to be on the committee on at that Soul Systems, they've done a great job of setting out budget, you know, donate to different organizations on an annual basis and, and also get involved in mentoring and sponsoring mainly underrepresented minority students that are in high school and in middle school to learn about clean energy. Because Mm -hmm. if you're able to plant that seed early on, there's no telling what can sprout into and what those students can do with that. Yeah. And I think it's great for those companies because it then becomes easier on those companies (laughs) to have diverse candidate roles when we've planted those seeds earlier and earlier. Hopefully Mm -hmm. in 10, 15 years, we're not It's not so hard. It's more like it's inherent rather than we're having to go out and bite for it. So the last thing I just want to cover is just how people can get involved in Black Oak and how they can help. And um, do 
do, do you need to be a minority? Can anyone get involved? Tell us, tell us more. Yeah, great question. So obviously our target for membership, we do want to help BIPOC professionals and advocates, Black, Indigenous, people of color, get involved and really transition into the industry. That doesn't necessarily mean young professionals either. You know, there are people in finance who work on the investment banking side who want to work on the investment side of renewable energy, or there are different transitions that I think we see that candidates have the skill set for, but don't necessarily have the networks to get okay. to exactly where they want to be, kind of pivoting into cleaning energy and, and sustainability environmental fields altogether. So I definitely say that in terms of membership, in terms of partnership, a big part of our business plan, obviously, and how we engage our members. We have different levels of partnerships, but we partner with corporates and, and nonprofits to really just give more exposure to our members and potential members and really accentuate our, our mission of kind of bridging the gap in sustainable hiring. So our corporate partners have a bunch of different faces, whether that those are really small grassroots nonprofits, larger nonprofits, even, even corporate clean energy development companies and other companies of the sorts. And definitely a lot of perks for our partners as well, having direct access to our membership database um, where, you know, they're sharing information about their professional careers, their resumes, their experience, things like that. So these employers, these companies can advertise roles that they're working on or internship opportunities, that sort of thing? Exactly. And, you know, part of those packages is we'll list opportunities that are coming from the employers in our newsletter and, and on our budding opportunities job board so that's publicly available for everyone to see. And what's the website? Give it a plug. Uh, yeah, blackoakcollective.org. I like that name. It's very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today, Miles. I really appreciate it. I think that conversation and it's going to help a lot of people who were in your situation who are trying to better themselves and stay positive. I think it's giving them some hope and faith. Thanks so much for having me, Catherine. Thanks for listening to the Greenlight Podcast. Are you looking for your next role in climate tech? Join the latest growing network of clean tech professionals and be the first to know about what industry-leading clean tech companies First, post new job openings from development to finance to marketing by checking out our website, dylan-green.com slash latest hyphen jobs. Dylan Green is transforming business through talent. You can also find us on YouTube where we engage with today's top clean energy leaders.